0: Breakfast puppies?
1: This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys.
0: Hi, welcome back. As we alluded to last week, we are going to be making an actual character to help you better understand how to jump into this world we've been talking about for I don't know, 8 weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this
1: I believe would be episode 28.
0: Yeah. So we're we're going to uh we're going to make somebody and we're going to walk you through every step of it. And where I always start with this, the the first point of character creation is a name
1: your methods dear listener might not match this but this is what we're going with because i'm the same i like to come up with a name first yeah now let's talk about a little bit about the character that we're going to make yeah so we are starting a new side project that's involving two characters that have already been made we're not quite going into details on it just yet but the character that we're making now is going to also appear in this side project And I believe we settled
0: on a dog boy. That's correct. A coalition CS dog boy. As I'm not running this game, I don't know what I'm rolling up. Uh, We'll see (laughs) what happens. Yeah. yeah, If it's, if it's my greatest foe or my, my true friend, but uh, a dog boy is a dog boy is a werewolf without the werewolf. It is a, (laughs) it is a, a mass produced bioengineered cross between a human and a dog. And it comes with all of a dog's loyalties and a sense of duty and, most importantly, a sense of pack, a sense of tribe. So, this this dog boy is loyal to the coalition states. It is a CS dog boy. And what should we call this fella?
1: You know, that's a good question. This is, there's so much randomness in the creation of a dog boy because you don't know what breed it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You don't know what mutations it's going to have. And oftentimes, a dog should have a name that sort of fits its character. So let's say what, in this case, uh, we don't want to break format, but let's give it a name. But let's give it an official name, like a designation of some kind. And then we can yes. give it an actual name later once we know more about them. So DB421,
0: why aren't you at your post?
1: There we go, DB421. <laughs> yep.
0: 1138, Yeah. Eh? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, all right. So, we have DB421.
1: Now, something to note is, if you are having problems coming up with a name for your character, well, go back to our episode where we talked about the Rifter, number one, specifically. Mm-hmm. There's a good article in there about naming. If you are out of ideas and needing some inspiration, that's a good article to read and get started with. It's advice from the late Eric Wujic, who wrote a lot of Palladium and was there with a lot of their formative years. It's a great read. And we also ourselves have some talk about our choices for names and the methods that we use.
0: Yeah. So we are, that's his name. Now we have to figure out how he sees the world. Is he selfish? Is he kind and forgiving? Is he stern and militant? Yes, what's his alignment? We haven't even figured out if he's a he. <laughs> it's true. So if you're familiar with
1: Dungeons & Dragons, which is one of the only other games that uses alignment, D&D has that nine-point grid of alignments, which you know is a combination of the words lawful, chaotic, neutral, evil, and good. This is very different. Whereas the D&D alignments are actually pretty vague and easy to be manipulated and form the crux of infinite internet arguments over the last 20 (laughs) years.
0: We're not lying, by the way. That's not hyperbole. That's
1: infinite (laughs) arguments. Somewhere on the internet, at any moment, at any time promise you, there are people arguing about Dungeons & Dragons alignments right now. Yes. As we speak and as you listen, someone's arguing it about alignment somewhere.
0: Gosh, if only someone could improve that, that <laughs> basic Dungeons & Dragons alignment. I really love
1: the Palladium alignments. I like that they're just not this set of... They're not this like scientific grid of wholesomeness. They, they take into account humanity and moral codes and the way that people i think function more than dungeons and dragons alignments do
0: it's it's more human or well not human because there's very few humans um but it's it's more the 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 life experience and worldview and less hard archetypes
1: Mm -hmm. and they've had the same alignment system since the beginning the alignments have not changed one iota since palladium fantasy
0: and I, I would like to say since the beginning, that means not only are the names the same, but the descriptions have been copied and pasted every time since. It is, it's it's good. It is, in my opinion, it is the best way to do alignments. Um, it does work on different axes. Uh, should we, with, we've already done one on this, haven't we? We have not. We have, we were going we've to. We've kind
1: of uh, skimmed the topic a little bit okay skirted around it if you will
0: well there's one thing to note that in the palladium world there are no neutral alignments
1: this is one of the many things in which kevin gets rather hardcore preachy about it happens from Mm -hmm. time to time and his insistence of the lack of neutrality is written in no small words (laughs) (laughs) in this book and it's been that way also since the beginning He doesn't believe in neutrality, and thus his games don't have that concept in them. You are either good or evil or selfish or whatever, but pure
0: neutrality is not something he allows for in his rules. Those are the axes, by the way. Good, where where you fall on that. Your selfishness, where you fall on that. Uh, Or your evil, where you fall on that. And they are set out in principled, which is a good alignment. So
1: Dudley Do-Right kind of character.
0: Yeah. Scrupulous, which is, it's, it's the same, but uh, they're driven by their sense of justice to right wrongs, to take glorious last stands. Han, not Han Solo. Uh, Luke Skywalker would be yeah. a scrupulous alignment. They, they will attempt to work in the law yeah. whenever possible. They are not as bound to it as, as a principled
1: And yeah, something that all of these alignments do is they have a generally 12 to 13 point scale of things that these characters will or will not do or 12 to 14 point. And one of which is, you know, keeping your word, lying, killing, attacking people or unarmed foes, uh, harming innocents, using torture, killing for pleasure, helping others, working with the law or within groups, respecting authority never you know, doing illegal stuff like taking dirty money and whatnot, and betrayal. These are all things that they judge the various alignments on. And it's, it's a list under each one of you will do this, you might do this, you won't do this kind of thing.
0: And I like it because those are a lot of real world uh, descriptions to help you fit what you see your character doing. Like, for example, there, there's a few alignments that will absolutely keep their word. But, you know, if you really need that information, you might bend that guy over that rack and pull out his toenails. You know? Yeah. Or, or not. And I, I just find it, it gives a, a, a greater fluidity than the basic D&D alignments. Agreed. So then you get into the, the selfish alignments, which is uh, unprincipled, parentheses, selfish. That kind of guy could take dirty money. I mean, he, he might. Historically,
1: this was the Bit one that scoundrel. was described as the Han Solo alignment.
0: Yeah. Uh, you also have a, a different type of selfish alignment, which is anarchist. You will indulge yourself. If you want it, get it.
1: It's the fuck you, I got mine alignment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me. I'll do what I want. <laughs> I, I, I really like some of the commentary. Like NPC said, there is a 12 to 13 point description of what they would do in certain situations. And under uh, anarchist, number 13, possibly betray a friend. Sorry, pal.
1: <laughs> That's as written. It doesn't have one of my favorites, though. What's I, that? I noticed it was an old commentary, which was, this is the cocky loudmouth who is likely to do as he damn
0: well pleases. I don't, I don't see that in here. Yeah, So maybe they have changed a little bit. Maybe they have. Mm. Yeah. Then you have three evil alignments. Which opens with a statement
1: about playing evil oh, yeah. and saying how we don't generally encourage playing evil, but they're here if you need them.
0: Uh, you have the aberrant, which is—I want to say your your Vader type. Um, it is—it is not that there is no honor among thieves. This is this is a darker character, but they are true to their word. Yeah, they are. God, what what is a good representation?
1: They are the anti-hero, and yeah, the lawful evil is the closest thing in Dungeons and Dragons to this one. They have a code of honor, but they're, you know, if you're in their way, then you have to be dealt with. And if you are the target of their vengeance, then they will fuck you up. They are kind of like the selfish. They're kind of like a mix between selfish and evil, Mm -hmm. the anarchist and miscreant, maybe. And that they will. They they have
0: some redeeming qualities. Yeah. Such as their ability to keep their word. Mm -hmm. I've always seen it as, and this is weird, but uh, if you've ever read the Dresden files, I, I would say that most of the the fairy folk, the fae, fall into this category.
1: Yeah, I can see that where
0: Well, they will absolutely fuck you up and take great glee in doing it. but if you nail down their word, they are true to it. yep, which is why you why you bargain very carefully with them.
1: Yeah, this is often seen in stories and movies of the bad guy who you sometimes have to side up with to fight the greater evil. Yeah. This, to me, Aberrant, is the best evil alignment. Not because it's the one I want to play, but it's because the one that I, as a member of a viewing audience of a show or a reader of a book, it's the one that I, the reader, can sympathize with the most Yeah, as I get to see the human decisions and meanings behind the enemy's actions. Yeah. Whereas if they are the next alignment, (laughs) I'm bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Miscreant. Self-serving, unscrupulous, out only for oneself. Miscreant is the alignment that
1: I associate with 1990s bad guy henchmen in action movies.
0: Yeah, agreed. They're just
1: there to have, I'm just gonna have, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, because the boss says so. (laughs) They usually get a ponytail and uh, a high coll- a ponytail, ponytail and a turtleneck yeah. and some black, some plain black
0: sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to our final alignment choice. Diabolic. Uh, yeah. This is deranged. This is bad. This is bad, 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 bad. No redeeming qualities. This is what you would consider demons of, of pure evil from the pit to be.
1: Yeah, diabolic is the worst of the worst. Anybody who is diabolic, it's the description of the alignment makes them out to be a psychopath. Yeah. But what's fascinating is that when you look through the books and look at the characters that are provided, there are some truly interesting diabolic characters that are depicted as being... Sane and focused, just extremely driven and willing to kill anyone and anything that gets in their way. So they're not quite psychopaths, but they may be extreme sociopaths.
0: Yeah, like one of the descriptions on this is um, <clears throat> betray a friend without hesitation. After all, you can always find new friends. Yep. So yeah, this is your your Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> these, this, these are the bad folk. So what are we going to make our dog boy?
1: I'm thinking aberrant. I'm starting to get an idea of how this dog boy is going to play into our game. I'm going to make him aberrant.
0: So for those of you following along at home without the book, we are dealing with an honorable bad guy. He he will steal the steak off the table. He is a dog boy, but he won't do it if told not to take that steak. And he will follow whatever he is tracking to destroy to the ends of the earth. So we have TK421, the dog boy, an aberrant and evil alignment. I don't think he's going to be my pal.
1: (laughs) I don't think he's going to be your pal,
0: Matthew. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. So that will be that. We're going to come back and we are going to roll some stats.
1: Okay. Join us next time to hear those dice hitting the table. Yeah. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License.